Bam. No. Now, bam. Can you hear me? Yeah, we're yeah, live. Yeah, we got you. Cool. What's up, Chris? Uh, what's up, Tyler? I was going to call you Christopher. It wouldn't be the first time somebody's called me something like that. Uh, will you pronounce your last name for me? Christopher. Christopher. Yep. It's a good one. I'm, I'm trying to think if there's any um, athletes that got ass names. It seems like they all got like extra good names. Like someone knew that they were they were going to be popular. Sevan, you know there's a guy in this competition whose name is Riley Good. No. Really? I know that there's a commentator named Brian Friend. That's kind of weird, right? It's like so obviously made up. Dude, what the heck is your beard doing? What are you hiding? That's a fake is the, name. Is the audio good here? It's a what name, Tyler? It's a fake name. Fake. Yeah, it's so fake, Brian Friend. Yeah, your audio is great, buddy. Are those new headphones? Yep, I wanted to test them out. This is what I'm going to try to use this weekend. What do you mean test them out? This is like a real hardcore show. You can't be just on here testing out your new gear. I feel like a noob. I have iPhone headphones in. That's how. That's okay, how it, it took me like eight podcasts to get to get headphones. Got you. Uh, April eighteenth, two thousand fifteen. April eighteenth. I'm fixing Tyler's uh, Instagram right now. Let me see. April 18, 2015 was Tyler's first. Hey, I don't like you, you, you in the comments. Do you know the only thing dumber than me fooling around on my computer um, at the beginning of the show is you writing in the comments, uh, uh, sub on Googling at the beginning of the show. Go away. It's my show. I don't give a shit what you think. Get the fuck out of here. I, I do care what you think, though. Keep writing that stuff because it's fun. It's fun. little banter back and forth. Are you a noble athlete? Yes, I'm part of the Noble team. How stoked are you on that? Um, really, really stoked on that. Proud to be part of the Noble family. Are you there because you are a fantastic athlete, or is it that you are slightly more attractive than the average <laughs> human being? Maybe a little more, more a little more than slightly. Let's just leave that uh, to be determined. <laughs> uh, he was a big fan of your long hair, Tyler. Christian I don't want to talk about it, man. What? I don't want to talk about it. Oh, could you wish it was long too again? Sometimes, man. Some days I wish it was long. Oh, dude, you're such a pimp with the long hair. You seriously look like a movie star with long hair. I'm going to see if I can find like the ones <laughs> like this thing. This this mushroom hair is just crazy. Can we clip that? I'm going to do that whenever I go on to being a movie star after CrossFit. Look at this. That's nice, right? Hey, do they do they um do they trip when you cut your hair like like noble no. or like uh excuse me Tyler do you have do you have to check with them? <laughs> no, I don't uh, I don't think they tripped. I think they were uh they were cool with it. I think they might have liked the long hair. Yeah, that's what I mean. I like the long hair. They didn't really say, "Hey, like we already have one guy with long hair. We need a short hair guy." They're like, "Oh, you don't have long hair anymore?" Uh, sorry, man. Talk to you later. Yeah, only, I mean, they only bring no, on women like and that. men with long hair. Wasn't like that, Brian. You do not need to check in before you shave that thing off your face. Any at any time you feel um, inspired. Are you jealous? I'm sensing some jealousy, actually. I am. A little distance. Um, he can grow in this thick. It's just not this color. It's great. Mine, <laughs> mine seriously looks like pubic hair stuck to my face. I'm still waiting on puberty, so. Maybe I'll get that. I uh, look at so is John. I'm there with you. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. 
We should say they might not be able to grow the best facial hair, but they're way stronger than us. Yes. Yeah, how That's is the that? secret? Just don't grow his facial hair. Um, <laughs> for, for those of you who don't know who are just checking in or have not been watching what we've been doing the last few days, we are trying to cram in the coolest of the cool who are uh, participating at Wadapalooza. The event starts tomorrow. Have they? Do they? Have they said what time? I've seen a bunch of schedules. I just the, ten a.m. Ten a.m. Okay. So East Coast at, time. Tyler, you'll actually take the field at ten a.m. Uh, I'm not sure if the individuals or teams are first. Yeah, I don't care about anyone else. I want to know what time Tyler is going. What 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 time do people who like want to watch big boys throw weights around start watching? Do we know? I don't know. I'm not exactly sure what time our first seat's at. You, oh, so at. oh, that makes me feel so much better. So you don't have a, a schedule, a granular schedule yet. Uh, they might have sent one. A uh, dear athletes including Tyler and other athletes who listen to the show. Please, if you have a schedule, send me one. Send it to me in my DMs. Text me. Send it to Brian. I need a schedule because the the schedule they give the media guys is so broad. That's the the last thing I've seen is a broad schedule too, just like when the events start and the end time is for the whole Seven to three. Yeah. Um, Do you care? About heat times? Yeah. Or or anything like do you would you like to know right now <laughs> that um you're gonna be busy from like ten to one and then from two to three and then from six to seven would you like to know that now? No, I don't care. Oh, I'll be laughing re- all day. Yeah, lucky you. Yeah, you you <laughs> go there and you basically just surrender right to the, to it's like hey these four days I'm gonna have to do hard shit. That's the best way to do it. Tyler, where are you guys living full time now? Uh, Cookville as of about a month ago. Okay, yeah, I, I thought that you guys had made the move pretty recently. Did you travel yeah. uh, travel down there with any of the guys, or did you guys just the two of you come down separately? Uh, what you mean, the Miami or to Cookville? Miami, Miami. I was by myself. Oh, did Bailey not not go? She's here. Yeah, she oh, came. She was with you. Yeah, she she came in from uh, Springfield, the spot where we moved or where I moved to Cookville from. She's still there. Currently. Gotcha. And Brian it, re- referencing Bailey Rail, who is. Also, at the Bailey Rail, at the Bailey Rail, uh, but it, but it's a tough spelling, right? It's not like B A Y L E E, and then that should pop her up. She's popular enough. Does she have more followers than you? Yeah, surprise, <laughs> way surprise, more. Surprise, surprise. Shocker. Yeah, is she a noble athlete? She is, and, and hers and, is because she's really good and really really good looking. Yeah, you can just answer it outright with her. Both. And C, all the above. How did you meet Dude, her? Dude, she's been, honestly, she's been killing it this year from a marketable market standpoint, I think. she's She's been killing it, man. It was only a matter of time. She's like That's what good, she does. She just kills it. She's she like the good that. crypto. She's so good. Um, How did you meet her? Uh, and the reason why I asked specifically is your Instagram account just takes all of a sudden just like some crazy turns. It's like baseball and stuffed animals. Then all of a sudden CrossFit and then all of a sudden Bailey Rail. It's like just these three distinct periods. Yeah, that's pretty uh, it's pretty that's accurate. Right. Podcast over, we summed up your life. That's pretty that's pretty good, man. <laughs> yep. How, maybe, some, how, maybe some childhood, maybe some childhood stuff in there. Maybe I guess the stuffed animals, but yeah. Um, how did you meet her? Uh I told her that I liked her shoes at the water fountain at the gym. <laughs> at, at a CrossFit gym? Yep. Can you and how old were you? Can you give us some details? What was the weather like that day? Did you have BO? Uh, 
oh, man, I don't think I had a shirt on, which maybe increased my percent chance of, of, of some feedback from her. When you, you know? when you commented about her shoes, did she say, hey, buddy, my eyes are up here? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think she probably looked at me like, who's this Jim weirdo creepo? So, um, so you, did you know that like that was that where you're like, okay, I got to think of something to say to this girl. Not really. Cause I feel like I was in the middle of working out and I was going to get some water. So then, it was sincere. It wasn't like Chris Rock's line, you know, like Chris Rock says it went after a girl turns 13, everything a guy says to her is you want some dick. It wasn't, it was actually like, Hey, those are cool shoes. No, it was, it was totally like genuine, sincere. You're a good dude. Are you a shoe and guy in like general? Shoes. What's that? Are you like, do you always like take a, I always look at people's shoes because I'm always curious about like what the new models are, or the new brands that are putting stuff out. Is that you? I don't know if it's specific to shoes. I I pay really close attention to a lot of small detail stuff. So I noticed like weird stuff. She had on like some pink Reebok shoes. So I was like, oh, hey, here's a good with the pink Reebok. Man, I was. Um, I take these pills right here. They're oh, I'm gonna say the word wrong. What's it? They're not desecrated, defecated, not defecated. What's the word when you dry something? I think you got uh, it right the first time actually. Uh, that no, not desecrated. Dehydrated. Not, uh, it's kind of close. It's kind of like dehydrated, but it has an S in it. Someone will write it in the comments soon. Can we see the comments here? Is is my mom watching? Can my mom tell me? <laughs> Good, are you mom? If you can't tell me, how- oh, desiccated. Oh. Oh, it is desiccated. Okay. Oh, that's close. Des- Thank you, Colin. Okay. So I take these pills because I'm on the carnivore diet or I try to stay as close to it as I can. And this is organ meat in these pills. So I started taking these like a year ago and, and they had got all the different ones. They got the beef, they got the adrenal tallow, just everything you would need. And then I started in contact with the owner and uh, of the company. And then, uh, We've been friends for like a year, and I said, hey, do you want to chip in some cash so we can uh, send some people to Wadapalooza to cover the event? And he did. So this is – yeah, it is cool. This is the Ancestral Supplements Sevon Podcast Wadapalooza event with our special guest, Tyler Christoffel. God, this is Tyler. Is is that how they do it on Talking Elite Fitness, Brian? They they have like big, long, fancy sentences like that? Yes, uh, something like that. It's good that you're learning some things from them. Yeah, I am. Yeah, Tyler, what's the uh, you you spent a lot of, long time like training with the four one seven crew, right? Yep. And and uh, wh- how would you describe? With that? I mean, it seemed like pr- pretty much everyone there was focused on the team route for a long time. Maybe I don't know if yep. they had any individual athletes, but you guys like regularly had a good team. Yep. And now you're over in Cookville, where they also they have a good team, but also a, a huge host of individual athletes. Are there any notable differences in the in- training environments? I would say the focus, um, going into 417, Jared's background as a college football player, um, strong strength bias. The guys that were on the team, if you look back in 2000, I think Jared competed from like 2011 or 12 as an individual, like maybe 2011 to 2013, 14. And then 2015, they sent the team. The guys that were on the team were really big, strong guys. Um, focus on big barbell focus, um, a lot of strength, power output, uh, type of training. Whereas in at mayhem and around, uh, the mayhem crew, there's a lot of fitness, 
do a lot of metconning and a lot of they do everything there. How long have you been a lot of everything? Yeah. (laughs) How long have you been a mayhem athlete? Oh, about a year now. And how and how does that happen? How does that transpire? Last year, after the 2020 stage one, uh, I was looking for a little bit more direction uh, as far as programming goes. I had spent a little bit of time in Cookville in 2018. We went and trained alongside of them, preparing for the games in 2018. Um, Loved it there. And I was considering a couple options in 2020 of like what programming to move forward with and wanna move forward with man. Spent some time in Cookville late 2020. And, and when you do spend that when you say you spend that time there, what's that like? You spend time at like the Mayhem Gym, at the barn, getting to know Rich and his family, all of the above. Like and, and what made you finally make the decision? So when I first went down there, I actually landed there on a weekend that was like a train with Rich Camp. Um, there was a couple other guys there. Sam was there. Rich was in there. Um, we trained in the, in, at the gym pretty much all weekend with all the people that were there for the train with rich weekend. And I, like I said, I had competed against rich before. And, uh, i also met Jake who's the director of programming for mayhem athlete, uh, Jake Lockhart. Wait, and, so, so HWPO has a Jake and mayhem has a Jake. That's two Jake's. I'm, I don't know that I know yeah, HWPO's different, Jake. Different people. Jake Marconi. He's oh, okay. What's yeah, your yeah, Jake? What's your Jake's name? I've never heard his name. What's that guy's name? Jake what? Jake Lockhart. And he he's a coach. He's not a, a competitor. Do you right. know who do you know right. of him, John? Yeah. Yeah. I mean he he does all of Mayhem stuff. He does all their videos too for uh mm. right on Sugarwad if you yep. follow their programming. It ex- yep. kind of explains the workout. He does all their like workout briefing and yeah stuff like that wow that's crazy that i never heard his name was he ever a competitor jake Lockhart? i think he might have competed a little bit i think he might he's a pretty fit guy but yep he hasn't done individual comps so when you go down there that dude's just hanging out i've never seen him in any videos either like 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 you look to your right and there's Haley, and then you look to your left and there's gee and then across the gym there's this dude jake Lockhart hanging out in there too he's in there every now and then just looking at everybody He's not he's not like consistently in one place. He's kind of all over the place, um, as far as like being at CrossFit Mayhem or at the gym in his office. But he'll he'll go out there every now and then. Like you might go to the drinking fountain and he's there already getting a he drink. Could be there. That's okay. how I met him too. Told him I liked his shoes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, okay. So keep going with that story. So so, so then you uh, you're at the train a uh, train with Rich Camp, and then what happens? Yep. Um. I just expressed Jake uh, interest uh, towards Jake. I said, Hey, I'm looking on taking on a little bit more programming, learning a little bit more about what it's like to go individual. And it was in 2000, 2019. I was team 2019 was the weird year. That was the year like sanctionals and you could compete as an individual, you know, you didn't have to commit to either. So I did, I think three events with CrossFit four and seven. I did a uh, Wallapalooza Granite games and rogue invitational. And then I did the mid Atlantic, as an individual. And then I did uh, the open. I took a shot at qualifying as an individual. I didn't really know what I was doing training wise and preparation wise. And I was working full time too. So 
Uh, going into 2020, I took a haymaker at the Open. I also took a different job. And then uh, I was getting programming um, through Misfit. Uh, I was working with Drew from Misfit, who did a really good job. He didn't even really take me on. I was just getting programming from him and doing it. Uh, and I wound up qualifying in 2020. And then we, that was the year we also competed late, like September, October, before we did the games, that stage one deal. Uh, and then after that, um, that's when I moved forward with CrossFit Mayhem or Mayhem Athlete. And it, it, with some pretty hardcore commitment, you're moving, you moved down there. Mm -hmm. I did that, uh, obviously late 2021. I mean, I've kind of always wanted to train around CrossFit Mayhem and around that group. Like they have a really good thing going. Right. Um, and just, it just happened to work out 2021. I did the individual semifinal at CrossFit Mayhem, which was the online event that me and Sam uh, uh, together. Bailey did that one as well. And then after coming up one spot short in that, after a major penalty, I did the last chance qualifier, and I was one spot short there too. So I kind of went to Rich and Jake, and I was like, uh, whatever I got to do to not be one spot short again, that'd be cool. Yeah, that is that is. Oh, look, there's is that is that your is that your significant other? Maybe we saw her. You better tell her the camera's on. Something crazy don't happen. He he muted it. <laughs> you tell her the camera's on. Nothing crazy happened. Don't come out like naked. <laughs> yeah, something like that. The ratings for the show are high enough. Tyler, that, that bodes well for you, though, because traditionally people who have come one spot short tend to, like, come back the next year, make it easily, and are, you know, almost top tier. Think Brent Fikowski. Um, I think it happened to Hepner when he first came in. Like, it's happened to a lot of people where they come very short. They got really good really fast, came one spot short. It's heartbreaking, and then are just a monster the next year. Um so if history shows itself again, it bodes well for you. Thank you. Go ahead. Thank you, John. Uh, uh, Tyler, what's this? This is your first competition ever? CrossFit yep, competition? Per yeah, I owe that guy on the left. His name's Alex Kelly. And uh, I'll shout out his brother, too, who him and his brother are really, really good buddies, friends of mine. Uh, Ray's a mentor of mine, his brother. But he actually signed me up for my first CrossFit competition against my will and uh, forced me to do a partner comp with him. And you were stoked? Yeah. Uh, not at the time. I was pretty terrified because we, we had, hadn't really been doing CrossFit um, much at all, actually. So he had some CrossFit experience, and I was just working out. Me and, me and that man and another – his brother ran a baseball training facility, and we were just working out. Like, I was 24, 25, working out helping young baseball players and Alex goes, Hey man, let's do this CrossFit comp. And I was like, or he said, I think he, I think he goes, I signed up for a CrossFit comp. And I said, well, that's awesome, man. Like I'll, I'll show up and support you for that. That's cool. He goes, Oh no, it's a partner comp. I was like, Oh, who are you going to do it with Ray? And he's like, no, you at the time I was snatching like 115 and there was 135 pound snatches in the competition. So I was like, hey. see how this goes. Yeah, yeah, that's all. And, and was it a snowball after that? Yeah, so we did that competition. And at that competition, uh, Jared Stevens happened to be there. And he crushed everybody. He did a partner version of it. And he crushed everybody there. And uh, 
we went up to him after and I just asked him, I think I asked him if he had a gym or he asked me if I had a gym and I said, yeah, we work out at our gym. He's like, so what's the name of the affiliate? I was like, we don't have an affiliate. And it was just kind of like three dudes working out in like basically the front shop of a baseball hitting, pitching and fielding facility. Oh, wow. And that's all. I mean, we just had like a rig and some barbells and we didn't really know what we were doing, honestly. We I feel like that'd be awesome, out. though. You just throw down with your bros every every day. Yeah, that was it, man. That's it. We, we would come into work early and just work out, lift weights, and breathe hard a little bit. We had no idea what we were doing, obviously. but um, And then I wound up at 417, uh, which happened to be uh, a great spot for me to be because I wasn't strong. And every dude at 417 is, you know, back squatting 500 pounds and – all of them have 300 plus bench presses. And how old are you at this point? 31. No, at the point of the story that you're telling. 25, 26. Okay. And, so you're and, pretty late to the game then. Yep. I was. And from that point on, are you just hard, doing CrossFit hardcore? Um, 2000, this was 2015. So I joined Jared's gym in like May or June. Uh, CrossFit 417. And have you – go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. What were you going to ask? Have you only been getting stronger since then? Have you only been improving? Have there been any like two steps forward, one step back? Or is it just – I think um, I've been pretty fortunate not to have any serious injury for a setback. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Stoked for you which has been really a blessing at, at four and seven. I was so, I was so weak compared to these other guys, man. I mean, they're cycling barbells and I'm like, that's a one rep max for me. You know, they're doing shoulder overhead at two fifty five for reps. And I'm like, okay. So yeah, it happened to be like really good for me to be around those guys to get stronger. So 2015, I was just chipping away. Obviously they sent a team to the games that year. That was their first year, uh, with CrossFit four and seven, um, being at the CrossFit games. And then 2016 was my first open. That was kind of peak Jared Stevenson too, right? Um, I would say that's kind of whenever he, he was in the individual scene and I, he was really close. I want to say he was, close to making it as an individual in 2012 or 2013, something like that. Um, and then, but whenever he started running the teams was whenever he, he started to pick up some traction. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to see if I can see. Oh, Oh, that's Jared Stevens. He got, he's got a big old beard. Yeah. He's a big guy. He's a big dude. A hoss. Yep. Six foot six, one somewhere in there. Oh, you know, what's crazy is that picture on your Instagram. Or if I, or usually we'd have someone in the back who could pull it up, but you're in between those two NFL players, I think. Dude, uh, Grant Wistrom and Gannon Sinclair. Yeah, what were their positions? Tight end and what? Tight end and defensive end. Hey, they don't even look human next to you. They're humongous individuals, man. It makes it makes it makes CrossFit look so weird. Yeah, because you guys look huge in all the photos. You should, you should challenge them to 50 handstand push-ups for a time just so yep. you can feel good about yourself. <laughs> yeah, 50 handstand yeah. push-ups and 10 ring muscle-ups. Let's do it. How did you end up um, tra- training with them? Was that they just, it was a one-off? They just pop, they popped in the gym? 
So Gannon is a friend of mine. He uh, he played football at the university that I was living in, or at the university in the city that I was living in. Uh, and he also played for my my father's a college football coach, so he played for my dad. And I just kind of knew him through that. My brother played at that college too and was friends with Gannon. So Gannon and I were just close. This uh, isn't the picture, but but look at this picture and look how big you guys look here. Look how big you look, Alex uh, Smith looks, just yeah. compared to the ladies, right? Right. What, what's this guy's name from Misfit? That's Cody. Uh, Cody, that's right. What's Cody's last name? Mooney. Mooney, that's right. That's right. That's right. So you guys look like that. And then uh, I wonder if I can find... Um, Camille's so short. <laughs> I wonder if I can find that picture. It shouldn't be too far. Maybe I passed it already. There oh, it here it is. Here it is. And look, look at, at those dudes. <laughs> and that's you in between them. Yeah. I look like a little kid. So there's a, there's a great picture out there on the internet. I don't know who's on the back end, but it's The Rock, and he's right next to Charles Barkley and Shaq, and they're on both sides of him. Oh, yeah. I've never seen The Rock oh, yeah. so small. Yeah, I've um, seen that. It is hilarious. It's one of the funniest pictures on the internet. We don't have anyone on the back end today. I don't know what's going on. That guy oh, in that doing it? Yeah, that was me doing it. There's a that guy kind of looks like um uh, uh Andy Hendel, the guy with his shirt off next to you. How, Which one is that? I don't know. I don't know. I'm pulled. I don't know. Um so you're at so you're at Mayhem and are in and, and so that's it for you now. Like that that's a pretty serious move. You think that you'll you'll that's going to be home base for a while there. You'll end up finding something to do there, e- even if you don't end up doing CrossFit. Like that's it. I don't know. I know. I didn't really think uh, super long term on the move. It was more of like, this is what I know I got to do right now uh, to do what I want to do now. Um, I think it's a little bit longer term in the in the sense of. I want to spend a little bit of time in the individual space. Um, I love Cookville. I love the people around. I mean, it's a blessing in my life to have all the folks from Mayhem around. So who knows? Are you, are you doing any baseball stuff anymore? Not anymore. I still None. have a couple athletes. Um, I still have a couple athletes that I was around whenever they were younger. And I was at that baseball facility that I still kind of mentor, have a relationship with. They're at like the high school or collegiate level now, but anything beyond like actual physical hitting training or fielding training. It's more just like, Hey man, what do you need? Are you in a season where you need some help where I can help? Which I dig that stuff a lot, actually. The level of commitment of from the people you're surrounded by is pretty insane. The two examples that immediately pop up is um, Samuel just had a, a child. He's got another child. He's got a mm-hmm. wife and he's coming down there. And then Guy just came from Brazil. These aren't, um, as fun as it might sound from the outside, um, it, it takes some pretty crazy balls to do what they're doing. It's a lot of it, testosterone. It is a lot of testosterone, but there's a level of commitment. Um, it, it, it's like it's like we had Griffin on last night, Griffin Raleigh. Do you know who that is, Tyler? Yeah. And, you know, he's this big, strong dude crazy confident when he speaks and yet basically he had never left his like little tiny bubble and he was talking about how scary it was to go to dubai the first time by himself like making moves like this i mean we're all just human right. and uh I'm, I'm assuming you like the pressure you want that pressure on yourself like there's no dilly dallying like if the guy next to you is leaving his kids to be there it's like you're all you're all all in or he hates you <laughs> right yeah. yeah i love it 
is Bailey training there too? She's she'll come in for you know some time, come spend time there, and then take off back home for a little while, um, which is kind of what we did last year. And in preparation for the CrossFit Games uh, for her last year, we just stayed there. So it's not it's not so far away that it feels like a move, like a permanent move. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's about a seven hour drive. She'll come stay there. Um, you know, spend as much time as she wants or needs there, then she can go back home. Her whole family and home base is back in Missouri. So, I mean, it's a pretty good setup for her. She can go. Who does she train home. with back home? Uh, at home. Like who, who's, who does she have a coach from mayhem? You're saying no, no, just in like, Missouri. like anywhere, wherever she is. Does she have a coach? Who does she call daddy? Uh, <laughs> From back, whenever she's back home, she does, we do not have a coach back in Missouri, but she does stay in contact with Jake, uh, the same guy uh, that I'm with. And when she comes to Mayhem, obviously she gets time, you know, some time there with him. I, so, so I don't get it. Why not just jump on the bandwagon? Why just say, fuck it? Yeah, I'm going there. I'm going to now my training partners are Rich and Haley Adams and, and this dude that I'm hanging with, Tyler. Like, why not? Why doesn't she just? Why doesn't she just get, does she have a job up there? Like, why doesn't she just get on the, on the program? Um, I'll let you ask her that. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I, I mean, I heard rich sweats a lot. Is that, does that have anything to do with it? She doesn't like the sweaty her. gym. Okay. She got a really sensitive sense of smell and you know, <laughs> Oh yeah. Does the barn have its own unique smell? I don't know. I'm just saying you never know. On certain days, it could. Um, your dad was a football coach, which is also interesting because Griffin Raleigh's dad, um, I, I don't know if you call him a football coach. I think he was a strength and conditioning coach for a football yeah. team. Um, what is a, are, are you are you born and raised athlete? That's what you are? I mean, because he's clearly born and raised athlete. His mindset, yeah. the way he talks, the way he moves. Yeah, I would say I'm a, I'm a product of my environment a little bit. I grew up around football, like athletic facilities, gyms, fields, sports have kind of always been the backbone um, besides loving the Lord for my family. Um, it, what was the, uh, what was the first sport you played? Do you remember? <sighs> Probably T-ball, man. I don't know. Some, whatever, as soon as you can put, you know, a Jersey on or a uni on, I think I was probably doing it. Why baseball? If your dad was the, excuse me, the football coach. I love this question. Um, my grandfather played baseball. Ah. And I have a, a just a, I have a wild baseball story, man. Uh, God just opened so many doors for me to continue to be able to play it. And uh, I got a scholarship for it. Totally different story than my CrossFit story, but. Can I hear it? Yeah, sure. Um, let me kind of summarize it just here. It, it sounds like God's in it. Are there any girls in it? In baseball? <laughs> No, but you said you you said uh, I have a wonderful baseball story. Um, the Lord blessed me by opening doors, and then I was hoping you were going to say, and there were these crazy girls in it. No, not really. Oh, God, girls right. in baseball—the story all of right. Tyler Christopher. Well, I got right. I got a little I got a little uh, <laughs> hand of protection over me. Okay, I went to a I went to a junior college, played baseball, and there's not a lot of girls at a junior college. And then I went to a uh, private Baptist four year college to finish, so I was protected. Um, <laughs> that doesn't sound protected to me. No. Sounds cursed, but I guess it's just perspective. I, I stayed out of trouble, man. I look at it All as right. trouble. 
All right, all um, right, all right. So in, when I was younger, uh, baseball story. I started out playing travel baseball. I played all sports uh, growing up. I did everything you could possibly do, man. I skateboarded. I dabbled in motocross. I did BMX, uh, football, baseball, basketball, soccer, roller hockey in the street, home run derby in the street. You name it, man. I, I tried it. Um, then getting into high school, when I was a freshman high school, I was very underdeveloped physically. So I have this big like childhood of sports, um, being around athletic facilities, football facilities, whatever, running around. And I got really lucky because my brother might be the best competitor I've ever been around. My little brother is like top notch. Whatever he sets his mind to competitor wise, he does it. Two and questions. Two questions real quick. When you said your freshman year, you were small. How small were you? Tiny though. I'm talking, I look like it should be illegal for me to have a permit, like a driver's permit. It's been a common theme with guests lately. Hasn't yeah, it, Simon? Yeah, Griffin said he was, his freshman year, he was five feet tall, 116 pounds. I was probably something like that, five, five, 125. And then he fucking tells us, and th- this is where the story gets weird. And now he front squats 600. No, no, he, at, at, at at a hundred pounds, at one hundred and fifteen pounds, in in a in a freshman in high school, he I want to say he deadlifted like, or back squatted like four hundred pounds. Like he still he had. Do you remember that? What it was, John? It was something crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, crazy. That's not. No, me. I think he said he did three fifteen for like ten. Yes, three fifteen for three fifteen for three. Was 14? that back? Was or, that back squat? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, it was back squat. Yeah. So so he's one hundred and sixteen pounds. 15 years old and he back squatted 315 for three. That was me. I think the only thing impressive about that is that he weighed 116 pounds, but dude, no, not very many 15 year olds that are freaks that can do, that can do that. Now he grew up to be a bigger freak. I'll, I'll, I'll give him that. Right. But I bet there was a 15 year old at your high school, Tyler, there were at mine that could do that. That just, if you, well, I mean, you know, you hit puberty yeah, a little bit early, sure. and then you're just you can strong. Yeah. yeah. But could you? But you, but you were back squatting. You were you were 115 pounds and back squatting 87 pounds. The training bar. The training bar. Understood. Bro, yeah. I remember walking into freshman workouts my my first year, high school, and this this dude was on the bench press and he had 45 pounds on each side, and he was repping it out, and I was like, he was benching 135, you know, for and you thought you saw like a superhero. I thought this guy was going to the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> That's yeah, you said I you were still too. really weak when you went to 417 the first time, right? Yeah. I I So you got uh, strong really fast then for cuz you're one of the stronger people in the competitive field. I wouldn't say it was really fast. <laughs> I mean, there was a lot of nights of eating way more food than I wanted to and Jerry being like, "Hey man, you need to eat and eat and eat and do barbell." to get to this point i had a little bit of a background because i played a college sport so playing a college sport like you get underneath the barbell you do some deadlifts you do some bench you do some squat and i was a college baseball player so we weren't doing a ton of you know just gritty cleans and deadlifts and you know we did a lot of like circuit stuff and shoulder yeah we benched (laughs) some lunges some tire flips um and then my second question before you continue with the story is when you say your brother is one of the greatest competitors, and it's interesting that you say your younger brother, what, what, what do you mean by competitor? 
he just like he won't lose and it's okay. been like that since i mean we could play board games together i mean he'd ruin family board game nights because everybody was cheating and if he didn't win every everyone was cheating and there was no way he was losing yeah. i mean just that type of drive okay um so i get to high school five five 120 pounds i have no business on any physical any physical field or realm i just I don't know. I, I guess uh, I, I grew up being like bigger and a little bit. I was physical growing up playing sports and it just kind of like everyone caught up to me and then passed me in that like middle school to ninth grade, 10th grade range. And it sucked for me because I love sports. Like, you know, obviously my dad was a coach. My uncle's a coach. Everyone out of seven Christopher uh, cousins are in my family. I think six out of the seven are collegiate athletes. So it's like, you know, like I said, Wow. besides yeah. loving God and sports. So, right. so I get to high school, super underdeveloped. And, uh, I'm like, okay, I play football, basketball, and baseball. And I get cut from my baseball team, my freshman year. And I loved football and basketball, but there was something about the game of baseball, like the mental side of it that I really loved. And what position did you play in baseball? Yeah. Uh, I grew up, I love playing catcher, but I wound up converting to a middle infielder. Okay. Uh, second base shortstop later on. I got cut as a freshman and uh, I went and played for like a summer ball team. I didn't make our freshman baseball team or our freshman summer ball team. So I went and played. Did you like cry? A, Did you cry? You know, I don't remember. I think I just got pissed off about it. So I went and played. So for it hurt. Team. It yeah. hurt. Yeah, it for sure hurt me because um, I wanted to play and prove that I could play. And uh were you just too small? Yeah, just small and underdeveloped. I'm I'm telling you, man, like I had no business driving, I had no business being on a sports field. Like I was so far behind everybody. every time you say underdeveloped, I, like we, we I think need, of a polywog. I think of like a like a polywog and all <laughs> I the gotta other. show you I gotta show you a photo. I gotta yeah, we need pictures like right now. I have a photo like of my 14 or 15 year old ID uh somewhere. It's in my phone somewhere. I'll pull it up whenever whenever okay. I get a second. Um but so I went and played for like a public, uh, just a public team, summer team, baseball team, so I could just get some reps. And then my sophomore year, I came in and I made the team. But I made the team, which was awesome. I put down basketball my sophomore year. and uh, You played what kind of basketball? High school basketball. Oh, okay. I thought you said dumb basketball. Okay. <laughs> no, no, no. I put basketball down after my freshman year. And I was like, I want to focus on playing football and baseball. Here so, you are. This is you as a senior. That's as a senior. And that's like, I mean, I still, <laughs> I still look like I should probably be starting high school at that. Yeah, you look pretty young. You still look like a normal boy there, though. You don't look like you don't look like a polywog. I'm 5'8", five, 5'9", five, probably 150 there. Uh, okay. Okay, um, sorry. Go on. Okay, so sophomore uh, year, you do make the team. Yep. And don't play. Like, very minimal reps. Uh, didn't get in much. So I kind of thought, you know, maybe God's closing that door on me and maybe I just need to focus on football. So you did think like that already as a, as a 15 year old boy or 16 year old boy, you thought you couched it in those terms. Like, no. Oh, this is God's choice. No, no. Okay. No, no. Okay. Um, this, this, is, this is hindsight. Okay. Um, so, but in, you know, kind of in my head, my I'm thinking like, Okay, uh, I'll go into my junior year. I was at a pretty uh, prestigious football school where I was living at the time. 
um, bunch of really good athletes in my class. So I'm like, I'll just focus on football and kind of immerse myself, you know, even more in that and try to contribute there and see what I can do there. So, you know, and I'm thinking this and then I'm like, man, I'm probably, probably done with baseball. And, uh, I think I was a junior, my junior year of football. And there, it was, I was in the type of school where there's probably a senior over you who's been waiting to play for two or three years. And then you're going to get, you know, you're going to get your chance your senior year and maybe you'll get some reps your junior year type of school. And, uh, the first play of the first drive, my junior year, the guy in front of me breaks his leg. So I'm like, okay, so I'm in. So I get my name called and go in and I was still small, obviously, but and I was just a grinder. So and what position my, did you play then? Well, I was, I was trying to play quarterback, but our quarterback was an, phenomenal athlete four-year starter uh at the university of alabama as a baseball player and got drafted by the yankees so i, wow, I learned real wow. quick i, w- I wasn't going to play quarterback so i think okay so if we play on a friday night versus this team on wednesday my head football coach goes chris flano you can throw can you catch and i'm like sure so he's like okay go play slot receiver so i run out and play slot receiver and catch one patch for a touchdown in practice so he's like okay you're playing slot now so I'm like, okay. Which is what Griffin played, by the way. Griffin played slot. running back and uh, slot receiver. I, he yep. was more of a, a running back, but sure. Yeah, I was. Uh, I I didn't run through people. I tried to run around people because I was so small, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, Griffin probably the opposite. I mean, that dude just runs over people. I bet. Yeah, but, uh, probably. So, anyways, I find myself starting football my junior year and kind of laid baseball down. Uh, I finished my junior year of high school and, um, my, a few of the guys on the coaching staff where my dad was coaching got fired. And my dad happened to be one of those three or four guys. So I immediately knew what was happening. This has happened three or four times in my life before where we were like, at a, we're at a university somewhere living in that city. Dad gets fired. We're moving. So I wake up, uh, mom's crying. They're having a conversation out back and I'm like, yep, we're moving again. Where are we going? Dad's like, Hey, did you hear that people? He got fired and mom was crying. Getting fired sucks. Yep. Especially when you love your job. Yep. So you love your and- job. You're good at it. You've given your life to it. It's everything to you. And you get fired. Go, go ahead, Tyler. It's tough. It's tough. It's a moment of peace for my homie. I got you. Poor, poor 40, a little, my 40 out for my dead homie, Dave TDC, the Dave Castro. Probably sitting down, drinking himself, his, his miseries away. Okay. Let's move forward. Uh, it's just, it's just one guy. It's, it's no big deal. It's not big. Everything will be fine. It's just, just the evolution. Who cares if Coca-Cola owns CrossFit? I don't care. Just, let's go work out. You some of you are so dumb. <laughs> Dude, Some of you are so dumb. It's like the car is not going to Los Angeles anymore. It's turned around and driving up to Alaska. You know that you're in there just being like, it's fine. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Tyler. Mom, mom was crying. Mom was crying. Yes. Yeah. I, I was about oh, yeah. to start crying. I was about to start crying. I mean, it was already doing that before Dave got fired. I'm not saying, I'm just saying that I, that's I was, a, I'm trying. <laughs> I, that's a signifier. That's a signifier of it. Bro. That's a first, it, all the, did all the apostles die, Tyler? Do all of them get killed in the Bible? 
Uh, they, I, most of them do. <laughs> do any of them live out? Do any of them die of natural causes? Did, did, did any of the apostles die at like 94, uh, just like with their grandkids John, hanging out? What is the stat on that? 97% of all people die at some point. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they died. Uh, you just, we're just watching the apostles get killed metaphorically. I hope that's not blasphemous to use that as a metaphor. I apologize if it is. Okay. Okay. So, so your dad gets fired. You've seen it before. Yep. And he was the um, coach at your high school. No, no college college. Okay. Okay. College. Football. So when you say your junior year, but you're in high school. Yep. High okay, school. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Mom's upset. We're moving. Don't know where, don't know when, um, like I said, happened before. So, I have a couple options. Uh, my dad, uh, he's moving to Missouri and I can either go with him, start my beginning of my, uh, or start in the middle of my junior year at a new school, new high school in Missouri, or stay in Louisiana, finish out my junior year there and then move with my mom and brother before my senior year. Or I can stay with my head football coach and finish my senior year of football there. So where would made, you stay? Where would you sleep? Where? If you stayed. In Louisiana? Or wherever you were. I don't know where you were, but where would you say? You're saying your dad might go. Yep. But but where would you stay if your dad left? Uh well we would I would have just stayed in the house that we were living in Louisiana. So dad oh. would have gone, taken the job and and, and and held down the fort at two places? Me? No, your dad. He would have had to move up to Missouri and probably start his job. And then my mom and brother and I packed the house up to get it sold so we can all follow and come back up. Okay. 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 So it's a slow roll. Okay. Go on. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just picturing your dad. Like I'm just picturing your dad, like how he's fucking managing all, all the finances. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he's coaching. He is going to head up to Missouri. And then if he takes off from Missouri to start this new college coaching job, me, my brother and mom pack the house up and we follow him after we sell that house. That sense. So I decided to go with him. So me and my dad pack up like three bags and a TV and we stay in a two bedroom apartment and I start my junior year of high school in Missouri and uh, kind of getting wrapping the story up. I get a door open to play. I moved there right before baseball tryouts my, my junior year and I wound up picking baseball back up. Um, my coach at the high school I was at in Missouri gave me an opportunity to play baseball and I ran with it. I played my junior year. Played my senior year of football and uh, finished my senior year of baseball at that high school. And I didn't have any offers or any looks. So um, I played. Real quick, when you started playing baseball there your junior year, did you, did you catch her or is that when you switched to shortstop? Second base. Second base, okay. But, but I had been playing some middle infield. Okay. So I'm playing middle infielder, high school. I don't get any looks. And I wound up just playing on a summer team for fun. It was after my uh, – after my senior year, no college looks. I'm going to college just to be a student. And we wound up getting into a, into a tournament at the end of the year, and I wound up having a good tournament. And then I got a guy in the parking lot, and he's like, what's your cell phone number? And I'm like, this is my number. He's like, I'm going to make a call for you, and then a, head co a coach is going to reach out to you. And I'm like, okay. So I'm still just going to school, all right? This is three weeks before my freshman year of college. Guy calls me the next day, says, hey, my name is Coach Culbertson. Uh, there's an opportunity here if you want it. This is in Kansas City, Missouri. So I'm like, this is three weeks before school starts. So me and my dad get in the car, drive up to Kansas City, check out the school. I walk on three weeks later at this JUCO. 
Have you? What? What do you look like at this point? Like that picture? Yeah. So, I'm I'm still pretty young, like that senior photo with the red T-shirt on. Yeah. 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 So then, I go so up. This this year. kid right here is getting like uh, courted by um, or what's it called in in sports? It, it's courting if you're trying to get laid. It's it's scouting if you scout play yeah. sports. Yes. Yes. He so was very agile. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I was a scrapper, dude. So this this kid right here, I'm looking was good at um uh, second base. Second baseman. And could he hit? No. Okay. All right. <laughs> didn't didn't have the physical strength to hit. All right. Yeah. So uh, he's a great bunter, though. One of the best bunters in the game. I could put the bat on the ball. How about that? All right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I moved to Kansas City, live in an apartment start playing college baseball and then I got a I got my tuition taken care of after one semester of being a walk-on so I basically took my graduation money which I didn't even know was actually a thing like people give you money to graduate high school so I, I took whatever graduation money I got and put it towards my tuition because I was a walk-on I didn't get any money and then at semester both coaches decided to put me on some money so I could get my tuition taken care of so which was another door honestly and yeah, then, your dad's stoked when he hears that. Oh, loves that. That's oh, a dream come yeah. true. Yeah. And by then, are you by then? Do your mom and your brother move up? Yeah. So they right after my junior year of school, they move up. So my brother starts his freshman year of high school that following uh, fall. So after two years at that junior college, um, I had hadn't really got any looks until like really at the end of my two year deal there and then an opportunity from a guy at a university it's called southwest baptist university it's in southwest missouri which is not far from where my parents home at the time was about an hour from there and i got a full scholarship opportunity there so i took that and ran with it played two years of college baseball there so basically long story short it was like too late no no too late you can't do a tell a 10 minute story and then make, be like to make a long story short yeah wait, wait, wait. long story long yeah that that's a it was just, it's just been a baseball was just a continuous, like, Oh, I think this door is shutting and then getting another opportunity and it not being like, it was just like a crack in the door. You know, I was like, Hey, we have a walk on spot opportunity for you. Take it if you want it. You know? And then it was like just a constant, that was like the constant theme of the story, I guess. Perseverance. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And, and, and then you're basically teaching kids how to play baseball and in this facility where you teach kids to play baseball, there's these other two bros there, and you guys work out in, in some yep. in whatever facility you have there, basic those, facility. Yep, and those one other of those guys owned it. Okay, and then one of those, and it's I just picture this place full of batting cages and balls yep. flying around. Okay, and then um, and then from there, uh, one of those guys is like, "Hey, I'm gonna sign." Did you know you were doing CrossFit in that when you were working out there? Sort of. I knew he had some interesting CrossFit and he had done some CrossFit before. So it was kind of the, I guess, methodology is the word. But yeah. Well, no disrespect, but what a cutie. God, no one's ever said that to me the whole time I've been 250 shows. Thank you. Oh, him? <laughs> it's all you, man. Uh, have you had COVID yet? Yep. How was it? Uh, well, the first, the first time that I got it last year, the original of it was horrible. 
Did y'all get that one? I, I got that one. I, I haven't had Omnicron yet. So, well, that I know of. I guess I did could you, have had it. But did you, did you get the first one? I, I don't what? know. I, I don't I don't know. I, I, I mean, I've been, I mean, I've been, I just, I don't know. Did you lose your taste or smell? No, but my wife, my wife lost her taste or smell a few months ago. That was pretty crazy. Yeah. Did she have bad symptoms with that? She tested positive. She didn't feel good for a couple of weeks. And like, and like, I, um, I never, it's, you know, it's been four months and I've never heard her actually say, yeah, all my shit's normal again. Like her taste and smell. Like, I think it really? got her good. Do you, do you wear a, woo- a whoop at all, Tyler, or anything like yeah. that? Did you see what it was during COVID? I, I think that stuff's cool. So like I was 1% time, for like three straight days. And then yeah, the uh, first, I was like, I think I got it. <laughs> I, take an, I take ancestral supplements. I don't really like, I don't really get sick. Are you That's a liver king fan? Am I, yes. Huge, 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 uh, huge. <laughs> I want him to, I want him to carry me up a mountain in a backpack. Like a kettlebell? Yes. Or no, like yeah. a little baby. I was just thinking yeah. like a little, yeah. He should have one of those baby holders for Savon, like a really big one. The liver king. Just, just walk around. Um, okay, so 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 the first time was no no bueno? Bad. Yeah, that's what the whoop stats were horrible. The, the COVID whatever variant, um, I think I got it. Omicron? Yeah, that one. That was like probably the most mild sickness I might have ever gotten besides like a allergy allergic reaction. It was a couple of days of fatigue and some coughing, but it was other than feels, that. feels like a cold run. It didn't even really, it, I had like one negative recovery day, I think from that. And after that I was, it may also be because and did you get vaccinated or do you have natural immunity? I did not get vaccinated. So, so that could be why it was more mild the second time too. Not only is the variant maybe more mild, but at once once you get it, if you're not, yep. if you if you weren't vaccinated, you know, you got this broad swath of immunity. I mean, if you're healthy, right. and then your sure. body's like, you know, that's what yep. vaginal. Were you born vaginally? Do you know? <laughs> I don't know, man. You, come on, man. You gotta go. You gotta <laughs> text your mom right now. We'll take a moment. moment so, of let me, let me take another moment of silence for Dave. Okay, go ahead. Uh. <laughs> So I got it and I got vaccinated after because yeah. I have to, I had to for school. Sure. Does that mean my immunity is the best it can possibly be in your opinion? If you've gotten it and then got vaccinated. Yeah. I'm more, more just spurring on a Sevon rant right now. Hey, it, it, is, it is interesting. You say that there is some evidence that shows that the people who've had it and who are vaccinated um, have a, have a slightly better coverage. Obviously everything's fucked up since 89% of America is metabolically deranged. I mean, that that's like the real problem is, is that we're swimming in a sea of just fucking people who are gorging on fucking Twizzlers. And so we can't fucking get any real stats. But the, pro- the the problem with taking the vaccine is that it just makes your immune system super duper hyper looking for um, Armenian guys who are five, five to kill. And then all the white dudes are getting by you and killing you. I mean, that's 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 the whole problem with the vaccine. So I think you're being generous with that five, five. Hey, well, whatever, you know, details, shmeetails. <laughs> You're never gonna fear any of this. Don't get me started. You you live in a you're you're scared to death. Okay, so, um, so <laughs> so so now, what do you what do you think happens? I mean, uh, are you are you the oldest guy at Wadapalooza in the in the um in the? Uh, I mean, you look like the youngest guy. I mean, Colt Merton looks like he's ten years older than you, but um, 
That's because he hangs out with pigs all day. Jason Smith is in this competition. Oh, okay. Besides so. the dinosaur that's in here, like at the, I found CrossFit when I was 34. And you're 31. So, like, I mean, it's not old, but it's like for this cohort cohort and what you what you're trying to get from your body, it's like, holy cow. Yeah. Um, I would say I have a little bit. It's not as uh, I don't know how I want to put this. Being such a late bloomer, Mm -hmm. it's a little bit different. I'm you know what I'm saying? Like I was so far behind physically that Yeah, I'm forty nine and I'm a I turned into a YouTuber. I know exactly what the fuck you're saying. That's what I'm it's talking fucking, about. It's fucking Let's embarrassing. If you're not a normal 30, you're more like a 25-year-old. <laughs> I, would, I don't know about 25. My knees don't feel 25, but yeah. I'm, but a younger, I'm, a young yeah, 31. A younger 31, I would say. Yeah, for sure. Would you say Velner yeah. is an old 31? Is Velner 31? Yeah. There's like six people 31. Oh, yeah. Velner looks – talking mm-hmm. to Velner looks like he's got significantly more miles on him than you. Velner's – how much longer has Velner been doing this to me, though? When did he start across? Uh, twenty. He significantly in twenty fourteen. Uh, twenty thirteen, yeah. he was not. He didn't make anything. Twenty fourteen, he made regionals. Didn't make the games. Yeah. Twenty. So you know. Yeah. Four or five years behind those guys on the type of training that they've probably been doing. And I think I think mileage is way more important than age. I know. CrossFit's not like a old age sport, but the type of mileage you have on your body, I think is more important as far as aging out. Gotcha. And you don't have as much, which I mean, that's what you're saying. Sure. The only thing I will say is like, obviously playing sports, it wasn't like I just wasn't doing anything, you know, everybody's everybody's doing something though, you know? Sure. Yeah. I was still, I was working out probably, I would say more than the average, uh, American, baseball. obese baseball. American, more <laughs> than the more average, than the average more than the average American. <laughs> yeah, definitely more than Americans. But for for college baseball, I was working out probably a little bit excessively, but wasn't hey, like I was doing CrossFit training twice a day or three times a day every day. Right. C- coming from California, um, there's uh, whether the nutrition plans are positive or solid like everyone's on some sort of plan like i only eat cabbage oh i'm on the hot dog diet oh i only i'm only drink i had my jaw wired shut and i'm only drinking things this month you know there's just something always going on when you live where you lived in the middle of the country you know and i'm making these broad generalizations obviously the the diet might be cotton candy and mountain dew um you know alternated for that's more more west virginia than missouri i live in missouri too tyler just just fyi got you when did nutrition um when did you start learning about nutrition when when was like hey i mean and i mean like um i mean anything like like did you do like the before the football games everyone went over and gorged on pasta on thursday night and when did you when when did the real nutrition start like where you're like Uh, okay i started learning a little bit obviously my, my angle is a sports nutrition angle, like make sure you fuel yourself for a game and like you're getting water and electrolytes in so you don't cramp, like just general nutrition stuff in probably high school sports. Um, college was more like survive, like learning how to cook, you know, stuff like eggs, 
eggs and bacon for breakfast and just simple like burgers and stuff like learning how to feed yourself. Um, but it was never like, you know what it is now for, I, I guarantee you the 40 individual or how many individuals do we have in the field, 80 men and women, you know, yeah, 80, more or less. these, these yeah. 80 individuals are, I mean, they know everything that's going in. They're making sure that they're not, you know, short on nutrients. It's, it's, it's another whole nother level at this, you know, style of, at this competing, you know, CrossFit competing. Whereas, I mean, I, I just learned like general stuff before I got into this and it was probably at the high school level, 17 years old. And, and what are some of the misconceptions you have that you've, you've kind of been unfucked on now that you're in, the, in with these nutballs in the CrossFit world? Um, that just get in as many calories as you can. That was kind of a concept that, you know, whenever you're younger, it's like, sure, you can have that's not good for you, you know, Taco Bell and just, just getting mm. calories in because you're burning, you know, the, the, you're, you're I love Taco calories. Bell. Did you love Taco Bell? Oh, dude, it was my, it was a staple in college. I mean, did you do hot sauce? Oh yeah. 12 pack of soft tacos and hot sauce. No. You didn't smoke weed though, right? No, I was a cheesy gordita crunch guy. I drove oh. all the guys that smoked weed. So if anybody ever needed a ride or needed a friend, I was that guy. You're a good dude. Everyone needs a codependent. I love it how they. <laughs> you're a good dude. Okay, I didn't do. I, they didn't have any when I was in. When I used to Taco Bell, um, I was high as fuck, and I never. We didn't have cheesy gordito. We just had like soft tacos. Uh, did you guys have? Uh, you brought, did you have the Baja Blast Mountain Dew? No, uh, no. Mm. I mean, they maybe yeah. they did, but I wasn't ghetto. I was a sophisticated. A that's. I mean, maybe that's a Louisiana thing, but when's the last time you had a Mountain Dew? Mm. I don't know. But it sounds really good right now talking about it. Don't judge him, Sevon. Don't judge him. Don't judge him. More of a Dr. Pepper guy. D did you chew? Did you chew tobacco uh, when you played baseball? Yep. Was that hard to quit? Nope. What, dude? I, so let me guess. Like let me time. guess. You asked Jesus for help, and boom, it was gone. Dude, he took it. Is that really the story? No, not really. But oh, good. He can do that with anything, you know. I, I do. I I know. Um, no, my. <laughs> No, I did not. I guess I did not give tobacco to Jesus, but he, he did help me in some way. Uh, no, I I had a can one day and I was like, this doesn't, it, it was just habitual. You know what I mean? It didn't even do anything for me. It was like, I have a meal, I have a dip. I'm on the field, I have a dip. If I'm yeah. doing work, I have a dip. Yeah. You know, something like that. And I was like, I took a can one day and I had like a little, you know, in your car, there's a little side pocket on the door. I took the can, it was like half full and I stuck it there. And I was like, I bet you won't not touch that for however long. And I didn't. I just quit. 2015. Oh, shit. So I just had a can of some tobacco and stuck it there. And I was like, I'm not, I'm never taking the dip again. Hey, um, did you know Bailey at that point? I met her four months later. So maybe I quit oh. chewing. I didn't have chew in my teeth. Yes. There you go. It may be even deeper than that. Like you made space for that in your life. That shit, that, that shit is, uh, I, it I might have been around. God works in mysterious ways. Bailey would have never said yes with chewing your teeth. He never closes one door without opening another. Um, that shit's gnarly to quit. I, I, I'm impressed you did it like that. I, I messed around with that stuff for like six months it, and I smoked cigarettes for a while too. And, um, to, uh, tobacco, chewing tobacco, like, and what's crazy is the first time I did it, I threw up. So then I'm like, mm -hmm. why do I come back a second time? It's that. I don't it, know. Why? It's weird. <laughs> did, you, did you throw up the first time you did it? Uh, not the first time, but the second time I did, 
I, it was really hot outside and we were walking around. I kind of got nauseous and I was like, I don't know if it's because of this, but I was like, you know, let's, let's do it a third time. <laughs> yeah. We better, we better test this one more time. Yeah. I don't know why nicotine's like that. In the name of science. Yes. In the name um, of science. I don't know. Let's, let, let's you, give everyone on the planet an injection. Everyone. Fuck the baseline. We don't need to. Let's just do a little experiment. Um, caffeine is a different monster, though. Okay. Talk, talk to me. Dude, I did a three-week caffeine fast last year. Mm-hmm. Day like five through seven. It was rough. Brutal brutal wait wait. why day five through seven for me it's like within 24 hours shit starts getting really tough i don't know i mean it might have been like day four through six i don't know but i just remember like a couple days in i was like i think i have the flu it was, <laughs> it was, it was something man it was it was horrible i hated it i immediately I think, after three weeks of no caffeine i immediately the first thing i had for breakfast was caffeine I think Sevon has went caffeine free for like a year before. I, I I've gone a year a couple times, and then recently I was going to do another year, and I made it two months. But you know, literally, what I do, Tyler, is I the the first day I just have one cup instead of twelve. Mm-hmm. Then the second day I have half a cup, and then the third mm-hmm. day, and then literally like a week in, I just have like a tablespoon because the headaches the headaches for me are real. It's, yeah. it's, it's like someone's in there with a sledgehammer trying to get out. It's uh, yeah. that's, that's whenever I just, whenever I just cut it one day, I was like, man, I'm just going to do a, a three week deal. That's what it was for me. It was like head. I felt it literally, I felt like sick symptoms, like dehydrated headaches. Yeah. I felt dehydrated. Body ache. What's yeah. funny is you said three weeks, like that's the, you know, it takes 21 days to break a bad habit and 21 days to build a good one. Yeah. The three yeah. week, that's the mark, yeah. like the breaking that- point. That's why I did it. I was like, man, I wonder if I can even, I was like, I wonder if I can even do this for three weeks. You worked at a Starbucks. Oh, I'd love to interview someone who's worked at Starbucks for 10 years and just hear all the stories. Worked at Starbucks, but five or 10 days after I quit, I was a zombie and couldn't function. (laughs) I really hate to say this. This is really hard for me to say, but I, but life is funner with coffee. I I need to try again. What'd you say? I've never had coffee. Well, then probably then then ignore what I'm saying. It's probably funner if if you've never had. But have you had caffeine? Have you had? That caffeine? can't be true. Yeah, this is pre workout. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. When I say pre- coffee, everyone just substitute the word caffeine. Like I don't care. Like okay. if I never drank coffee, that would be that's fine fun. again. Yeah, pre workout's fun too. And like I drink like I drink that light coffee. Like I drink it every morning yeah. just to get me going. I usually work out in the morning, but if I don't, it still wakes me yep. up. Yep. What's the goal for Wadapalooza to like to get some have some a photographer get some good shots of you for Noble to um, set a PR and something? Um, multiple, to get, like to, to never, try to get on the Sevon podcast pa- podcast again, like mid event. Like, what's the goal? Yeah, that's it. Just to try to get on the podcast. That's why I signed up. Check. Yep. Um, obviously, my goal is always to win. Um, I would say for Palooza, I, I don't like when people are like, man, we're not taking that as serious as we would take like the game season. You know what I mean? Because I feel like everyone's obviously, everyone's always trying to go to win. You know what I mean? You're not here at this level if you're not trying to win. Right. Um, 
Uh, so I would say like, yeah, my goal is to win, but I think bigger goal also seeing like comparing yourself, like where your fitness at is, um, where your fitness level is versus yourself from maybe six months ago or a year ago. And also kind of like seeing where you stack up in the field. Um, yeah. And just like seeing where you're at, like if you're where you need to be, if not, you know what you got to work on. I, I feel like that's kind of CrossFit competing in a nutshell like we're all trying to win trying to beat everybody but it's like there's so many things you have to be good at in this sport you need to know where you're at on each one of those things and coming to events like this is good to find out that that makes sense it is, it's interesting because you're saying the same thing that griffin said but kind of from a different angle i could tell that like yes i'm coming there to win I, i'm no athlete in as who who has serious games aspirations will be at their best because you don't want to peak here and peaking is real and yet he wants to try look at some of his weaknesses he wants to test out some of his weaknesses like hey i was having and we used a car uh, metaphor i was having trouble turning around turn uh making the turn on turn 12 and I want to get a few turns, you know, chances in the, in the, in the race to see what it looked, I look like now on turn 12. Yep. And yeah, it is weird because, um, I, somewhere in my brain, I, I, I suspect I understand you guys. It, it is, it is still about winning, but there's something else going on also. Whereas at the games, it's like, Hey, if your leg gets torn off, you still finish. This is not like that. Right. Like if you got a kink in this, you would pull your car out. No big deal. But the games is like finish at all costs. I don't know you say field. that. You what? say that. But then it's like, yeah, I don't know. Oh, well, okay. I, I, you disagree. Know, You're saying once no, you go out there, it's really hard to modulate down. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Once you, like, once you get started and once you're in it, you're like, okay, I'm in it. Like I committed to it. Let's do it. And I've started. But I, I know what you're saying where it's like, you know, if your leg gets blown off, you're, you're I gonna, mean, if the games you're go. Finish. We saw Scott, right? I mean, you go. Yeah, you go. 100%. I mean, Scott should have pulled out. Uh, I don't know, man. What do, what do you don't, what do you not know about? If he should have pulled out of the competition? Oh, I, that's what you're, that's what you're referring to? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. No, I, I, I mean, I'm, he could finish. If you could do the event, I don't think you should pull out. Sure. You know, some events he did really well. Some events he came last. It just is what it is. Yeah. Man, he, he was, he was wounded out there. He was wounded. But it's the, you know, it's what you do. Right. He made it's so just, much, he made a lot of impact though. You know what yeah, I mean? It's, and like, it's his job, you know, yeah. you wouldn't leave your job because you broke your toe if you're a construction worker you could finish the job and then get it fixed if you have to go out after that you know what i mean i kind of look at it the same, oh, same well, way i don't know man most jobs if you were hurt as bad as scott you go home i mean we we maybe are thinking of different but jobs scott's great scott's great you know <laughs> oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah i mean for scott he did the right thing i'm just saying if i'm his mom or dad i want him to go like home and get better I'm but, saying, I don't, I don't blame but look, him he did way. the right thing. He did the right thing. He's here at Wadapalooza ready to. Ready to rumble. Yeah. Hey, what do you think it's going to be like for, um, um, Vellner and, um, who's my boy? Uh, Ricky, Ricky. side by side. Like somebody, like, had, somebody was talking about that yesterday. Like imagine like you had to compete next to, um, uh, the dude who you took Bailey from in this event. Just imagine. And then you're in the lane next to him. It's kind of like that. Did yeah. that happen? No, I just made that up. Did that oh. happen? Did you take <laughs> Bailey from some dude? 
Did you rescue her from a? He, the- <laughs> he, he shook his head like he goes, "I know exactly who you're talking about." <laughs> Maybe you- that's already happened for me, bro. <laughs> you already raced next to him. I mean, it's going to be tense, right? I mean, it's going to be great from a fan's perspective watching them. Yeah, I was going to say I don't know. I don't know Ricky personally, and I don't I haven't spent a ton of time with Pat, so I don't know what either of them's perspectives are or opinions really are about the situation. I know from like from a media hype. I'm outside too. perspective. It'll be interesting to see like, you know, how they respond to each other. You have to suspect they're both going to do well. You have to suspect that. This, I mean, I'm guess this events like every other event where they seed you. Right. And I'm guessing that there'll be, there'll be events where they're going to be side by side and it's going to be, um, I wonder we how the crowd's going to react to, I mean, it's going to be fun. There's everyone's going to watch everything. Do they fist bump? Do they not fist bump? I do think that, and Pat Vellner has expressed through media and through interviews that, you know, he's, he's, he's not stoked on Ricky. He doesn't, he doesn't like what happened. Yeah. Um, we don't, we don't think Pat likes him very much, but gotcha. I do think, I do think just from the little bit that I know, Pat, that when it, it's different, when you see another human being, you start to really relate to him, right? You're yeah. like, Oh, this is just another human. Like this, yep. this dude has a mom and a dad and this dude like mm-hmm. loves, you know, just like I love and, Yep. I, I, I think Pat's really susceptible to that. <laughs> I think he's really human and he'll just see Ricky and just be like, yo, what's up, dude? Let's get that. Let's get some. But, yeah, but maybe, never, maybe I'm naive. But, but Pat is soft, Pat's soft like that. He got a big heart. I mean, he comes on my show and fucking we're made to be enemies. <laughs> he, um, you know, what's tough with all the media, too, is it's like it, it poses an interesting story. So like, oh. You know what I'm saying? Like they could have yes. like a cordial conversation or like respect each other as competitors or whatever. Like, you know, they have that like grace and love for each other that you're talking about. But then like, because there's so much media and you know what I'm saying? There, there could if be I like, see sweat from Ricky, go on Pat Vellner. I'm oh, reporting it. I'm reporting it that I saw Ricky spit on Pat. Yes. Or, <laughs> or who's to say like, you know, Ricky and Pat aren't like, you know, let's give them a show. Let's give everybody what they want to see. Oh, they want to see it. Awesome. They come one and two and the one flexes on the, on the yep. second place guy. That would be yeah. great if they were in on it. See, nobody, that's kind of a thing. Nobody thinks about that side of it, of like, man, you don't think these like competitors know that you don't think they know that there's tension and people want to see that tension. Like, so let's give the people what, you know, if there's Vellner general, comes out with a shirt with an arrow pointed this way, it says "fuck this guy," and he just I'm stands next to Ricky. <laughs> yeah, I'm a stupid. Oh my yeah. god! Oh yeah, that, my that god! Type of stuff. That makes it entertaining, you know. Has oh. this guy been tested? <laughs> oh my god! Hey, it, it, it might not be even even if they're not both in on it, it might not be a bad ploy just for Vellner just to mess with his head. Could totally, yeah, totally. If there's I would, genuine disdain, though, I think it'd be hard to um, be like, let's give them what they want. You know what true. I mean? Yeah, totally. I agree. But if there isn't any disdain at all, then I agree completely. That would be so much fun just to throw a little CrossFit reality TV. Yeah, out there exactly. You. you just never know how much, you know, how much of it is theatric. I guess if Ricky wins here, uh, it, it the the it, it's it's insane for the sport. It really pushes the ball down the hill pretty good. It, it gives some pretty crazy momentum. What do you mean, as far as like the story goes? 
Yeah, just the story. Now all of a sudden, like you have this. Oh, like like right now, these like without Justin here, it's always just going to be. We're we're kind of in this Justin era, I think already. I mean, the guy is just a savage. Um, but but if but if Ricky put if Ricky wins this, it's like oh shit, like this is this is something. This is like he really is like we saw him in Dubai. We're gonna see him here, and there'll be I think it'll there'll be more hype even more hype for him at the games going against, you know, uh, the heir to the throne. What were you going to say? Me? Yeah. So me, me and Brian pretty much agree. There are three people that we think are like in the top tier as far as fittest people in the world. It's not, it's not just a Madero show, but it's uh, Justin Valner and Roman. And we don't get to see Roman, but we put him in that sphere. So if Ricky were to, we we kind of think those three are untouchable. Like we don't think anybody's beating those three. And Fikowski would be there if he wasn't six two, right? But anatomically, he's always going to have some kind of shortcoming that takes him out of those three. Um, so if Ricky were to win, it kind of puts him in that tier. And and I don't think I don't think many people look at him in that tier. Yeah, so I, I think that's it's, what he means by get the ball rolling. Hey, it just throws another uh, cook in the kitchen, if you will, as who can sure. win the CrossFit Games. Are you saying? But he's not that. Like, it, it, look at Sam Briggs, right? Like, not now, but look at her like three years ago or four years ago. The, she was the engine for a reason, right? She kind of held that spot. And yeah. now look at Ricky. Does and, and now you guys, from the male perspective, you guys give Ricky that mantle, right? He's I'm, the. I'll, and let, I'll is, let Tyler answer. He's closer to Ricky's abilities than I. Have, have you so competed I'm really, with? I'm really him? not. No, I have not competed with him, and I I don't know. Like I said, when when Ricky's was on the scene, he got in trouble in 2017. 17. Was it? I was in the team side, and really that was my first year at the game, so I was kind of like, you know, I didn't really know what was going on on the individuals on the individual side. What I know of of Ricky. I don't have a personal relationship with him. I just know what I see on, you know, social media, which might be what a lot of people's opinion is, is like he had, he did that one workout where he was like maybe close to Matt's time or something at his gym and like screamed at Matt in the camera. You remember that? Yeah. And I was like, man, I don't even really know this guy. I was like, he is mad about something. <laughs> and, uh, and I, I honestly, all this know. anger. What wasn't it like the overhead squat run burpee? It was Naughty Nancy. Naughty Nancy, right? So five five rounds, um, right. four hundred meter, five hundred yep. meter run, yep. fifteen overhead squats with one eighty five, and yep. then fifteen bar facing burpees. Yeah, and it was a hard he he workout. beat his time by like seven seconds, but he knew his time too. And we right. talked about yeah. how it's easier it, to beat a time. Yes. I remember because I, I was competing in the games that year. That was the stage that I did. Was the that? So yeah, you did that workout. Year. I did that workout, and I remember seeing that and thinking that I'm like. As another competitor, you know that it's different when you know times, when you're not in the competition. Like, so that was kind of a, like. It's kind of frowned upon to say, I'm better than this guy when you're not in the competition. Yeah, and just the reaction, like just the, what happened and what what was said, I guess. I was just kind of like, he's upset and I don't know, just the way way it happened. I, I don't know a ton about his ability. I don't know like what he's known for. I remember seeing like a couple of videos that he had a couple of pretty good snatches back in like 2018 or like when I first heard about him getting, it was like the documentary or something. Wasn't that like around the time that he got in trouble? 
I mean, or he got, was in the documentary. Right. Yes. Yes. Right. Yes. Wasn't, yes. Wasn't that yes. Like, Yes. Maybe that's yeah. like where I heard or seen about EPR it. EPR is right? snatched by like 20 pounds in two weeks. Okay. So that's um, what I know. Of. That's what I know. Okay. So from an analyst point of view, yep. uh, I'll answer your question, Savon. Um, yes. I used to think Roman Krennikov had the best engine in CrossFit and he was kind of untouchable and we can't see him against the best. So it's hard to argue against it. You just see his numbers. And Ricky beat Roman in everything that was straight endurance. So and in when Dubai, Ricky was in, in Dubai last in, in month, in Dubai, yeah. Ago. And then okay. in 2017, he would beat <clears throat> Matt Fraser in endurance workouts by like, and he was the only guy that could kind of beat Matt at anything. And that's what it was. Um, like convincingly beat him, not just, you know, two seconds. Um, so as far as the engine, like Sam Briggs is known for, it's if Ricky has that mantle. In my point of view, he does. In any endurance workout, I'm going to say that he's going to win until. And, and any biking workout, any endurance, anything endurance, he's a monster. I, I mean, like Maybe a not real swimming. bicycle. Yeah. And rowing, like, obviously if it's a sprinty thing, that's not really much endurance. I'm talking over 20 minutes. He should be a favorite to win those events. This is, um, Ricky's skill set. I, what's, um, I saw Roman. Okay, so Roman competed. What semifinal did Roman do? He did the last chance qualifier. I, I know he did that one. Oh, right? oh, Obviously. oh. Um, he uh, did Asia Invitational, and they were only allowed two. And um, what, if what I workout? Recall, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go. Do you recall what? What work? Well, you were about to ask what workout did he do bad on? Is that what you're going to ask? Well, yeah, like where did he struggle at or what, what prevented him from? So the two guys that were ahead of him, like there were three guys, there were three guys that um, were kind of separated themselves. And the two guys that were ahead of him were very short Noah Olson type athletes. And um, they would, he came in like fifth in one workout, like, like a workout that everybody was like two seconds next to each other. Right. Yeah. Cause I think friendly, friendly Fran might've been one of them. Um, gotcha. And he came first, like in, four of the five events or three of the five events. But since there was nobody else and it was just those two guys that were, had that build, they were both ahead of him. It was kind of a sucky circumstance for him. Gotcha. Because, you know, Asia only gets two people. Right. And that's why he didn't make it. Um, Got it. And it's only five events like that semifinal. It's kind of, or I guess it was a six, Mm -hmm. six events. Two a day for three days. Yep. Yeah. I mean, it's, I think you'll agree. I it sometimes it doesn't sort out the fittest. Just having six events and they're all online. Yep. You don't co- you don't get to cover everything. Oh, like oh, in a competition. This is what I wanted to ask you about. So you you did the open and you qualified for the games. Twenty nineteen, and yeah. then you got a penalty that pushed you out of the games, and then you appealed it, and then twenty twenty. You're talking about year. yeah, those are two different years. So he made he made the games in 20 uh well, 2020. 2020, 2020. Yep. And then the the next year, right? This <laughs> yep. last year, 2021. This year. Yep. Yeah. And then 2021, he was in a semifinal that was online and he had a penalty and that knocked him out of a qualifying spot. Can you tell me that story? So what was the semifinal workout? What was the movement you got penalized? Can you walk me through that? Like tears and all and like the ups and downs? Yes. Uh, friendly friend. 
uh, event number one from the Atlas Games uh, semifinal, which was the online format. And I'm pretty all the semifinals that were online had the same workouts, right? CrossFit made the workouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. So there were six events, and um, I did the I did the Atlas Games on online. I did it at Mayhem. And uh, the first event was the friendly friend, and the second event was the dumbbell deadlift, GHD dumbbell overhead squat workout. So we did the friendly friend workout, and we did it at the barn. And I PR'd my time from stage. Remember, we did that workout in stage one, yeah, um, the one fifteen thruster chest to bar workout. So I PR'd my time. I was su- super pumped about it. I was close to like four minutes, and I think I came in tenth place in friendly friend. And then uh, in the world, in the world uh in that semifinal okay okay yeah yeah in that semifinal. oh okay sorry 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 and how yeah. much did you and you beat your time previously yeah by like 40 seconds i'm pretty oh sure my I got gosh. Like, yeah stage one i was like 440 and then in stage or in the on the semi online i think i was like 405 so i was super pumped about that you time. just approach it differently yeah or <laughs> yeah maybe I don't so know. put that in perspective Savon, four hundred five would have been like sixth in the at the CrossFit Games. Okay, um, that time would have been right. So, I'm not sure. I'm, I so know, like Noah was second with three fifty eight. So, with, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're talking about from the yes. Stadium. I'm saying if that time sure. would have yes. been good yes. perspective. Thank so you, John. It, it was yep. very, very good improvement. Like I mean, yeah, it's it, one of the it top really in the world good. at this workout. And it was good for me. And it was a big, big win for me because chest bars were a big struggle for me. Any workout with a chest bar going through like 2019 or 2020, I really struggled with. Um, and so that felt, it was cool to finish that, that way. So I get the four, I don't remember what it was like four or five or four, 10, some, somewhere in that range, like the four minute range, but I like had a massive PR. And then, then I go do the dumbbell overhead squat GHD workout. And that was the workout that everybody was nervous about. Because everybody was getting penalized for the extension on the dumbbells, the extension overhead, how you held the dumbbell. I think the only thing nobody was worried about was the GHD, but every other movement, they knew they were going to get hit for like a like a movement standard or something, right? So it's we hard to video it. those because some angles are just terrible. And, you know, and people are filming on GoPros and toasters. Like, there's no telling what kind of video. <laughs> so it's like, so we submit both of our videos and. I'm, I put together like a really good day one, like really proud of it. And everybody's kind of nervous. People are starting to get penalized for that workout number two. And I'm like, I don't know that I'm going to get hit. And then I got it. The video for video number two got accepted. And I'm like, I'm in the clear. I think like Bailey took a penalty. Sam took a penalty. And then I get a, I get an email from CrossFit that they're going to assess a major penalty for my friendly Fran, for my thruster lockout. Oh, wow. From- I was thinking depth when you said that. Nah, bro. It, and I was like, from a thruster lockout. And so I go back and watch the video. I, dude, there's, we had, there's a hundred people at the barn watching that workout. No one even batted an eye. My judge didn't say a word about a thruster lockout. You know, it was like, no one even, I didn't even think about it. I saw the email. I was like, my stomach dropping, like, what? Like a thruster lockout. So I guess it was my head through like the overhead position where, yeah, you know, where putting your punch in your head through the elbows. But the angle of the video, it's it's really hard to make that call on that movement. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. so anyways, taking that penalty took me from 10th in that workout in the semifinal, like 10th overall in the semifinal, 
ninth or tenth to eighteenth. So I lost. Oh my 20, god! I lost twenty three total <laughs> points from that placement jump. And you were still like six, weren't you? In the overall, you were one. You were one spot from making it still with that. Okay, so going into day three, I was in fifth. So I knew Fukowski would have a home run in the row rope climb handstand walk. Yeah. And I just knew that I needed to fend him off in the clean and jerk burpee workout, which I assumed I'm like, I'm going to hammer this clean and, and jerk and burpee. He workout. had the greatest workout he's ever put down. Uh, I, my level <laughs> as of far as clutchness, my level of respect for Brent Fukowski, which was already high. I was like, <laughs> we're, we're sitting there reflect refreshing the leaderboards because I'm in fifth. And we're wait, wait, let me ask you this real quick. Sorry, Tyler. Had you considered appealing at that point? Yes. I had already, okay. I had already appealed. They're not going to accept anything. They don't, they don't, they're very hard on that stuff. It's okay. So basically what I did, was I just asked them to put a fresh set of eyes on the video. Like after okay. they penalize it, I you just, email I, someone at CrossFit games. Hey, this yeah. is Tyler. I'm, I'm standing on a bridge, but before I jump, um, can you <laughs> get a fresh set of eyes on there? Yeah. I just said, Hey, can we, can we bump this video up to, or to someone just to get another set of eyes. And if they agree, you know, that it's a, that it's a penalty, then I'll take the penalty and do what I can. So, okay. and I just had to, I tried just try to clear that and go through the next two days of competing, knowing I might have a major penalty on my scorecard. So I go through the next two days. I knew Brent was going to have a great rope climb workout. I put together the best workout I could. And then I knew the clean and jerk workout, clean and jerk burpee. I was going to have to burn it down. And I did the best I could. I mean, I hammered that workout and I got a, like a, a really good time. I think mm -hmm. I was might have been top five in the event in that time. And I'm like, I just got to hold off because of the points. We're going to be so close. This dude goes out and wins the workout. He takes Who? the first. In Who? The Bukowski. Oh. So, Bukowski. so fun story about this. Uh, Vellner on, I don't remember the YouTube video, but Vellner says that he went really hard in that workout and got like 227, 226 or something like that. And then he yep. asked Brent what he got. Or Brent told him what he got and said, I hope it's good enough. I don't know. I did everything that I could. And it was like 225. And yeah. Melner was like, I think you're going to make it. <laughs> yeah. It blew him away. I, I don't know how he did it either. I guess uh, I thought he was going to be in trouble for sure. You know, see where he let's was. Let's just say this. When I finished that clean and jerk burpee workout, I thought I clinched it. I was like, I did it. And you were 232, I think, was your time. Yeah. Just to put in perspective cooking. how close that was. Yep. Um, I hammered it. So, and that burpees over bars is a good movement for me. And I love moving a barbell. So I'm like, okay. Um, so we were refreshing the leaderboard on day three after that event. And I see my name go from fifth, which is in the qualifying spot, to sixth. And Brent oh. jumped me. And it was like, you know, and what the, word it's you the, think of. And that's the worst person. That's like there's very few people who you'd rather who who you would have rather fought anyone in the world for that number five spot. Why the fuck does it have to be Brent Fakowski, one of the greatest crossfitters who ever lived? It's like horrible. Well, and you can't do anything but just tip your hat to him either. It's not like this guy's not fitter than me. You know what I mean? It's right. You're like, man. <laughs> so so he so he beat me by 21 points on the leaderboard after taking a 23 point major penalty. Oh. So yeah, I took a major penalty and that took me out of contention basically based on my scores. Obviously I could have been, you know, you can dissect it however you want. If I'd have been two places higher in every event, you know, be fitter and you can still qualify with a major penalty. Um, you take that attitude approach. Mine was just like, 
first off, that semifinal was. Yeah, you also Wait, got didn't you get the points back just though? By the semifinal? No, no, he's talking with that penalty, so he would have been in had that. But I thought it said, and it, 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 I thought you appealed and you, and you won the appeal. That was from you're talking. What you're asking me about now is from the open in 2009. Well, it was the second open of 2019. That was the open we did in the fall of 2019 when I took a major penalty on the Tota Bar double under thruster workout. They they assessed me and gave me a major penalty. I appealed it based on language, on like conflicting language from their open video standards and something like that. And they they reversed it and gave me the points back. That was when and, I qualified for the games through the Open, yes. Okay, so I'm sorry. I got the two stories confused. So that story you just told, basically you ended up not being able to go to the games if a Kelsey knocked you out by two points. And so well, a major let penalty. Me, let, yes. me read you, let me read you the five who made it from that semifinal. Okay. So Patrick Vellner, oh. Jeffrey Adler, mm. Samuel Cornwaye, Alex Vino, and Brent Fakowski. Okay. All multiple games, people. And okay. three of those guys are probably top 10 fittest in the world. Podium um, guys. Yeah. Yeah. So then I took sixth, and then right behind me is Carone. Oh. Alexander Carone. So there was like, there was seven or eight dudes in that semifinal that. And Logan Collins was in that one too. Phil Toon. I know we just interviewed Phil was him. in there. Yeah. Um, Did you choose that one? So. Because you knew all the Canadians were going to be in that one. Well, I wasn't. I wasn't a hundred percent sure, but going into that year, my brother got married this year, and I wasn't going to be. I wasn't going to miss it. I was going to be the best man, and I knew going into twenty twenty, if I got assigned to a regional or a semifinal that was on his weekend, I was just going to have to call twenty twenty a wash because I was going to be there no matter what. I got lucky, and they were like, "Man, you could pick one of four. And originally, I wanted to do the MAC in Knoxville, but. Uh, that was the weekend that my brother got married down in Louisiana. So I uh, chose the next best one, which I thought was the best option for me. And that was the last weekend because it was away from my travel weekend. I could get back to normal training. Granite Games was like, you know, five days after the wedding. So I wasn't going to try to travel back home from Louisiana, then travel up to Minnesota. So then I had between Vegas and Atlas Games. And in my head, I'm like, I feel like everyone Vegas is like a destination, right? So I figured I felt like a lot of athletes would want to no, go to that the Vegas sense. one. Yeah, Noah and all of them were definitely going to do that one. Like they had said, they were all going to do yeah. that one. Um, that I mean, means, it was really a, it was I, a I flip of a heads or tails, like yeah. go to Vegas or go to the online one with all the Canadians. Um, so you're back, ready, I mean, you're ready for the games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was two or three spots short in 2019. I qualified in 2020, and then we got the COVID curveball, and then. I was one spot short twice last year because I went to the last chance and took third. Yeah, that bubble's savage. Yeah, and with Roman not being able to come to the states, so we only sent one person from the last chance qualifier. Did you? Did you? Were you able to appeal that at all? Did that have any kind of? Was that close to happening? Because we all thought, yeah, that was. We thought that was the most unfair thing because Roman probably knew he wasn't going to be able to come. Like it was kind of universally known, it probably he probably not going to be able to come. Yeah, I want I do want to touch on like that semifinal real quick. It was like it was one of the strangest feeling moments maybe in my life because I lost that spot in the fifth spot when Brent clipped me, and it was like total tip of the hat to Brent and like met much respect for him like as a competitor. I've always respected him, but that was huge. He did like what any competitor at that level 
has to do, I guess. Yeah. But right at the same time, Bailey won her event. So my significant other not only qualifies for her first CrossFit Games, she wins the whole thing. And she's like, not – like we we had never heard of her either. Nobody <laughs> like, did. We heard we heard of – we've uh, you know, your name's come up a couple times, right? Yeah. We knew who you were. Nobody knew who she was. We thought so, she was just new to the CrossFit Games. <laughs> yeah, and so we thought she, it was, it was kind of awkward. Was it awkward at all? No. No. Not at all. Just so, happy for her? Dude. So uh, – she was on the team with me in 2017 and 2018, and then she hurt herself in 2019. So she sat out in 2020. And then this la- the last day of competition, I think she was in eighth place at the seventh, maybe, in the Atlas Games. And the two workouts were like uh, the row, row climb, which is upper body pull. And Bailey is unbelievable at upper, upper body pull. It's only a matter of time. Like She's going to keep showing the field like she can pull with probably one of the best of them. And then... The second one was a clean and jerk burpee. It's like a burn it down workout. I'm like, Bailey is super tough when it comes to workouts like that too. So I'm like, I told Jake, I looked him in the face. I'm like, Bailey's going to win the Lego rope climb event. She's going to be top three in the clean and jerk. She's going to be in the top three. And he's like, I'm like, trust me. So sure Who's enough, Jake? She, Who's Jake? The coach. coach. Jake. Oh. Man, coach Jake. Sure Lockert. Enough. Lockert. Yeah. Jake Lockert. So, I just call him Lockert. Sorry. that I don't yeah, call him Jake. Yeah. Uh, so sure enough, she wins the Lego rope climb event. I think she takes like top three in the clean and jerk burpee workout and she's in first place overall in the thing and jake kind of looks at me and i'm like you know you know like uh hate to say i told you so but told you so yeah anyways that that feeling was like it was cool because it was like i i felt like gutted because of what happened to me but i was so happy for her that it like yeah it just canceled it out it was one of the coolest experiences ever it was like i mean i could just forget about all the sadness or like gut wrench that i got because what just happened for her was literally like storybook so who 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 is below her so she finished first and who did she beat prevost maybe uh some there was like i think it was carolyn Carolyn prevo was first and by one point she was first bailey Mm -hmm. and mckenzie riley tied at second with again one point from behind and then emily rolf and sydney mckelson wow dude they penalized bailey she won. They penalized her on a leg. <laughs> she won. Dude, they penalized her for like clenching her legs on the legless rope climb or something like that. I'm like, on the way down. Nah. She, her capacity, she won that thing. So she winds up, you know. So then I go into the last chance qualifier from that sixth place bid with Corone and Roman. And, you know, there's four workouts over two days. And the three of us, I'm not sure who else was. There was a couple others maybe close, but the three of us pretty much duked it out over those four workouts. It was, it was basically you three. Uh, Taylor and Khan were 30 points behind. Taylor right. Self Con. and Khan Porter. Yeah, Porter. But you, you three, and I mean, Roman, you know, Roman kind of by himself. And then Blasted it. Between you and Corone. It was basically between yeah. you and Corone. Yep. Um, and then, so, after the third place finish, and knowing that Roman probably wasn't going to be able to make it, I, <laughs> I basically emailed across it and I was like, I said, if you said you weren't backfilling, you know, they said they weren't going to backfill the last chance. And I emailed them and said, I know you said what you, I know you said what you were going to do. I was like, I just want you to know I'll, I'll be at the CrossFit Games and I'll be ready in case that lane's empty. It was kind of like oh, what my email was. That's and I, awesome. you know, I, I just was like, I don't know. I don't sound like Rudy or nothing, you know, but I was like, I'll be ready to go. Because Bailey's training in Cookville. 
to prepare for the games. And I was like, I'm going to stay ready. I spent six weeks preparing as if I was going to compete. So I was, you know, CrossFit Games ready, traveling on that Sunday to Madison. Just but, fingers crossed. Well, yeah, I mean, they said they weren't going to, they said they weren't going to backfill. I was like, I'll make it super easy for you. I'll be there anyway. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, there. they change, they change stuff all the time last second. So, I mean, it's not a, it's not a bad thought. I don't, I'm not. So Bailey Roman. is a mayhem athlete. I'm confused. Yes. Yes, she, she is. is. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah, I wasn't, uh, but she doesn't move down there. She has not, she has not made the move to Cookville. She's still living in Missouri, but she's she does. not as committed as Samuel Cornway and Tyler Christopher. She hasn't made the move. She's, she's still pretty committed though. She doesn't right. move. She's <laughs> at the 99 yard way around the world. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the, the, the situation with Roman, I, every, everyone was kind of like, is he going to make it? to the states including myself like i, I want to see this guy compete live I'm, hey is that an asshole move on his part should he have just not done the last chance qualifier no no oh, nope. okay no because he you know he could have yeah he's, you know? he's hopeful you know it's, he's it's hopeful up in the air I, his visa. okay it's just a, right. it's just a right. bad situation that nobody can help um i do on I all do sides think that, i do think that you backfill the spot i mean we, I mean, I agree. If he can't come, what does it hurt? It doesn't hurt anything, and the right people are there. And I think the uh, look at Christy Aramo, like the last chance qualifier had, you know, very, mm-hmm. you know, the fit, fittest people did not. There wasn't the thirty fittest people who are, you know, whatever the games field was. Yep. Um. <laughs> look what Will wrote. Don't worry with the evolution of the sport now. They will backfill from the last day. Yeah, fuck Dave. They fucked everything up. Um, so, yeah, I, d- I definitely don't think it was a dick move on his part. I think um, he did He did what he had to do. Uh, this guy does look like Captain America. Pavandeep Verdi. Verdi. Pavandeep Verdi says, this guy looks like Captain America. That's awesome. He does look that's good, good astute. Sorry, Tyler. Go go on. No, no, he um he he accepted his invite. He said yes in hopes that his visa would get cleared, I'm assuming. And then I guess he took multiple shots at trying to get to the United States to get that approval to get over here. I'm like, I'm I can't, you know, he's trying to do his best to get over here to compete. It's not like there's not nothing he should have done. What I think, you know, for future of this I would say for the future of the sport maybe something to take into consideration is like Roman's case is unique, right? Because we're all kind of like, he's probably not going to be able to make it right. Like mm-hmm. it's kind of what we're thinking. So like, maybe we should back to that spot. And I'm like, well, to prevent this in the future, maybe something that could happen is like, if you don't have your visa by this time, you know what I'm saying? It's still okay for you to How about do the over. games in Russia and Siberia where he's from. Do the game. I mean, honestly, you could do the games in Paris or any place in Europe and he'd be able to come. It's it's just America. Just America. But I mean, I don't know why you just can't make an exception. We know what Roman is. We know the situation. You know what I mean? So especially for Captain America. You can make I don't you can just say, yeah, we probably you know what I mean? I just I don't know why you just can't make that exception. Which one? Which one are you talking about? I mean, like if like the whole Roman situation, like he like you could just say we'll backfill the spot because it's Roman. 
Like, I don't see the harm in saying that. Oh, yeah. wouldn't that be a great show if we did that? Just took Tyler over there, knocked on Roman's door. I know. I want to do that with Pay athletes. Hey, come outside. Put down hey, your fucking out. your raw fish or whatever you fucking Russians eat. Tyler's out here. No, yeah. no, don't put your snowshoes on. This is barefoot. Barefoot. Siberian pussy. Everyone knows everyone <laughs> in Siberia is a bunch of pussies. Really? I thought they were all super tough. Oh, God, they're so tough. He this talks guy, like this, Captain America too. This, this, this he does. This they're <laughs> so tough. I'm 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 t- completely talking tongue in cheek. This guy Peter Yan, who's who fights in the UFC, they're like, "Is your life rough?" He's like, "Dude, every day living up here in fucking Siberia is life or death. It's like fighting to survive." Can you imagine living somewhere where ten months of the year it's negative thirty? No, no, thank you. Sounds horrible. Oh, they're so tough. They're so tough. The Russian. Can you imagine how tough the Russian army is compared to our army? Is Khabib would you like a, would you like your penis turned into a vagina before we send you to uh, boot camp? Do you know Seven? the U.S. government will pay for that? What is Khabib close to Siberia? Uh, you know I don't know where home is for him. For some reason, I thought he was residing in Moscow. I, Connor, are you a UFC guy? I'm a huge yeah, yeah, UFC yeah. guy. The guy really? like who wrestled? Oh, Sevan, yeah. All the fighters. I had Volkanovski on. Let, let me uh, uh, a couple. Uh, he interviews weeks, them just ago. as much as CrossFitters. Yeah, hey. Aljamain Sterling. The cha- are you UFC guy? Not really, but I know that kid uh, Poirier is from the same city that I'm from in Louisiana. Oh yeah, great dude too. Great dude. I, I, like used, to, I used to not be able to stand him, and man, he he won me over. He's cool. He's cool. He can throw down. Yeah, he can. He he. He's he, got a. I know. I have some buddies that are like doing you know MMA, jujitsu stuff down in Lafayette, and a, lot, a couple of them go to his gym and speak very highly of him. So. Yeah, he comes across great. He deserves the world. Okay, last question, John. What what do you what, what do you got to say to Tyler? Do you have anything nice to say to him? Has Has Bailey ever took you golfing? I refuse. Because uh, you're a baseball player, I figured that'd be a really really tough transition. Did She's you- already way better looking than me. I don't need any more humbling on the golf course. Okay. Cool. Okay. <laughs> did she Did she play golf in college? I know. I know it was yeah. So my wife golfed in high school. I didn't know this about her. And she goes, did you know Bailey Rail played golf in college? I was like, sure. That's something I know now. And it's just funny you're a baseball player because those swings are so difficult to get out of. Oh, shit. We do a – we'll go to the driving range and she'll sit there and laugh at me while I try to hit balls. But that's about as far as it goes. Uh, Khabib is in um, Dagestan. I knew it was a weird-sounding country. Uh, which is basically so this is georgia uh azerbaijan armenia i mean it's basically it's down there in, in the southern you know one of the southern former states of the us sr interesting yeah i knew it was dagestan too but my memory is just a mess republic of dagestan Hey, dude. Good luck. Um, how are how are you during the uh, the competition? Are you cool to talk to? Can we bug you a little bit? And, and I don't even care if you say no or don't say anything. Most of you guys don't respond during competition week anyway. Come bug me, man. Okay, cool. I'll probably send you some texts with some links and shit. Love it. Yeah, yeah and we appreciate uh, we appreciate your time, Tyler. If you see really if you see um, Ricky and Velner talking, lean in and try to hear what they're saying. It increases your value for us. You um, sneak some media in for you. And even if you don't hear them, um, have, you can make some shit up and we'll report it as fact. Mm-mm. Nope, not doing it. <laughs> not a man of integrity. 
you are a man of high integrity. Uh, John, do you, do you want to say bye to him? I, I just, <laughs> I just, just 